2: Hi, this is Neil A. Caruso, producer of the Small Business Spotlight with my man, Joe Connolly. Joe, how's it going?
3: Hey, Neil. Ready for another story about business ideas? What do we have?
2: Oh, I love it. And this week we have David Soundview Catering and Menu Maven. Two guys who come up and talk to you at the WCBS Business Breakfast in Stanford and We were talking about them for a while in the newsroom and and how they're fighting back against Grubhub and something that you've been covering in your morning reports. And we see so many owners struggling to compete against these big companies. What are the trends that you've seen here in New York?
3: Well, to start with, they're fighting back. And David told me, you know, I'm trying this new idea. I didn't want to say anything about it yet. To fight back against Grubhub by taking the orders locally And I said, no, I want to tell people about this right now, because the story represents the way that business owners are using technology themselves now to fight back against the big early movers who came in and started to take away their business. You know, the restaurant and food industry owners just got snookered by Grubhub and Seamless because they thought it would be a way to get new business, but then... Grubhub and the others raised their fees from 10% to 30% and it ate up all of their profits. So here are David Singari of Soundview Catering and Jonathan Brennan of Menu Maven. And what an interesting story they tell.
1: From my end, I'm the non-technology side. I am the producer of food. Um, The relationship with Grubhub and Seamless became too expensive from a profit standpoint. Uh, once they escalated their commissions, it was an, a non-profitable business. We're doing over a million dollars a year just in that segment, that division of our business, and it became unprofitable. We were losing money.
3: The fees were killing you.
1: Killing us. 20%, 22 23%. I mean, <sighs> you know, what business segment do I run that I make 23% on? None. Right. And we have four different segments, you know. 15% is the highest. We're around 8 to 10 on most of the others, so.
3: So something had to be done, and you're
1: doing it. Well, John is doing it, and I am just a vendor of his. His technology is local. He introduces us to the end user, to the consumers, corporations mainly. We are not, I am not delivering to homes. Many of his vendors do. I do not. I'm strictly corporate. Right. Uh, corporation pays John, John pays me at the end, he's the middleman, runs the technology from the end-user standpoint where they order.
3: So you were using Grubhub and Seamless to I deliver was.
1: corporate orders? From day one I was oh. number one or two user in Fairfield County on Seamless Web when they started, when they came up.
3: So. You guys knew each other and you saw a tech solution, John, or what? We were
0: actually competitors. Yeah, um, <laughs> I ran a catering company that was a competitor to David's, and I started developing <laughs> software um, to go after essentially office spaces, um, large groups of people in one location. I decided I wanted to deliver individual meals to them. So I started building a software to do that. Uh, it wasn't originally called Menu Maven, but. Um, Once my partner, and I decided to expand and offer this to other restaurateurs and operators. My wife actually said, you should call David. And I said, you're out of your mind. (laughs) He's our biggest competitor in the area. And she said, yeah, but you need this and he needs it. Wow. I called and she was right. I think it was a 30-second phone call. We'd never met before. We'd never spoken. And David said, hey, if you got it, I want to see it too. So he came over to my kitchen the next day looked at what we were doing. I think you went live within like three days. Yep, it was, exactly right. So what is
3: it now? What does the customer look at? Menumaven.com?
0: So, so what's unique about what Menumaven is doing is we're not trying to take the customer away from the restaurant that's using our software. So no customer ever goes to Menumaven.com to order anything. If you go to our website, you can't place an order on our website. Really, yeah. So we're the software that powers the restaurants on the restaurant operation to help them connect better with their consumer. We also have a strong um, customer base that is mostly corporations, uh, a lot of financial services, where if we take an office, say there's a 1,000 employees in that office, all 1,000 employees order their meals individually through us about an hour, hour and 15 minutes before they want to eat it, and they have what is essentially a virtual food hall, maybe 40, 50, 60 restaurants. The cool thing about it is David, along with those other restaurants, deliver all of their food at the same time. So if you're trying to feed 1,000, 2,000 people, it's the most efficient way of letting the entire office get exactly what they want, but still creating that office unity, that social idea of everyone's eating together or at... Most of the same time.
3: So I'm using, I'm continuing to use David's SoundView Catering website, but I don't even know it. My food is being delivered now by Menu Maven instead of Grubhub. No, by, by you. us. No, he's so just the tech behind it all. You employ the drivers, cooks, drivers,
0: everything. Yes, we're, we're creating the communication link between the consumer and the restaurant directly to the cook. We're helping the restaurant control their workflow so that it's a profitable operation that's focused on the execution of the food as opposed to um, sort of chaos that can happen with these other platforms.
3: When you were using Grubhub and Seamless, were you still having your own drivers deliver? Yes. So what were they doing?
1: They're just the tech behind it. Right. So from a company standpoint, they're adding nothing. They've got hundreds of employees. They can be at different levels and they're, it's usually paid for by the company. But you could be given $10 a day to spend. I could be given 15 and John could be given 30. So the tech behind running all of that and having a credit card in the background that if you wanted to spend 15, company pays for 10, Joe picks up the other 5. I can't do that, right? right. I couldn't do that internally. So the Seamless and the Grubhub had all of that. That's how it kind of started, is managing companies that bought lunches for their, for their uh, employees. Yeah, or, or any Oh, portion, that's how it started. Oh, yeah. It
3: wasn't to send a sandwich to such an no, address. No,
1: no. Them doing any of the delivery is just the last couple of years. The Uber Eats and the Grubhub having drivers the last few years. They were just the go between, between the consumer and the restaurant to order the food and manage how it got paid for.
3: Because they were hip to how to do that before the average restaurant owner was. Uh, yeah, uh, he, I, I, right?
0: I would say differently. Originally, when online ordering started, it was a, to the restaurant, it was a source of advertising. It was a way of getting some new customers, and it made sense Mm -hmm. but today online ordering or or food delivery if you will is its own segment it's like fast casual was 20 years ago food delivery now is a new emerging restaurant segment and a new segment is not merely hey i post your menu and and i'll email you an order that doesn't work when you're creating a new segment you're talking about changing operations you're talking about a different way of educating your staff you're talking about a different way of procuring food you're it's an entirely new business Grubhub, in my opinion, is only doing delivery now because their advertising model no longer worked. You weren't bringing new customers to the restaurants anymore because all the restaurants were already in tune with the idea of online ordering through Grubhub or one of its competitors. It was only when Uber and Postmates and DoorDash started coming on the scene and they could out-advertise Grubhub because they said, okay, well, we have delivery staff, and you don't need to worry about that one aspect. Grubhub said, oh, gosh, okay, we, we now have to start doing deliveries, too. You know, from the outsider, I look at Grubhub stock, and I can see the, the cost of that decision has been you know, a bad decision, in my opinion. Um, we came back at it and said, online ordering is not the thing here. It's food delivery is the business. The best person to deliver David's food is David.
3: And, he, and the people he hires yeah. to do it.
0: That's correct. He's going to have much better quality control. He's going to have significantly better time in his kitchen. He's going to have a better relationship with his employees. And his employees are going to see those customers. So you're creating that very tight bond between consumer and source, which is really important. We came at it, and again, I was running it for my own restaurants. I, I, I was building software to maintain my relationships, not to push the customers away. Um, it never dawned on me, well, I didn't know Seamless and Grubhub existed when I started, um, but it never dawned on me that I would ask a third party to deliver my food. And also, yeah. I, the same way if I run a restaurant, I would never hire a third party company to be my waitstaff. It, right. doesn't, it doesn't, it's right. not logical. So uh, Grubhub, the other platforms that are getting into that delivery system, they all lose money. And that, that's the crazy side of this is it's incredibly inefficient to use these third-party systems it may feel efficient as a consumer but the company that's running the drivers loses money the restaurant loses a ton of money it's kind of a joke we came in to say hey this is a new business line this this is a whole new market and it needs to be built from the ground up
3: so how does menu maven behind the scenes make money
0: we charge the restaurants a fee
3: but far less
0: far less and it's all inclusive so there's no extra fees, there's no credit card fees, there's no, um, you know, at one point Seamless had a, a system where the higher your revenue went, the higher their fees went. Hmm. Sort of the exact opposite of almost every other business. Um, we look at it differently. The bigger piece of the pie that we're doing for a restaurant, so if we're running their website orders, if we're, if we're taking their orders through Facebook or Instagram, um, or if they're taking orders directly through our corporate accounts, the bigger piece of the pie, the lower our fees go it gets down really low.
3: And we're hearing the same thing in the city, a lot of complaints about the fees of Grubhub and Seamless. Right now, are you just happy to be doing this in Fairfield County? Will you do it in other places? Where do you go with this as a behind-the-scenes business?
0: So we started in Fairfield. Um, David was the second restaurant to join the platform. We now have operations going in Houston. We have people in Boston, so we'll start operations in February in Boston. We're coming to New York probably in about three or four months. Um, a lot of our Fairfield offices, which are mostly hedge funds, are sort of demanding that we come to New York. Really? So what yeah. a great problem. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice problem to have. <laughs> um, we have one office down in Orlando.
3: And, and those hedge funds are demanding that you come to New York. Why? They, 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 they're in Stanford or Greenwich. Do they care who's delivering
0: in New York? They do. Um, it's more about the relationship of the service that we're providing. So, in the workday, food is an extremely important part of everybody's day. It's their personal time. It's their break. It's their right. Um, they want an exceptional experience. They may want a hot dog, but it's their hot dog. Or they may want asabuco, and but it's theirs. They want to own it. The way we come at it is we're providing that real-time human connection using software to enable the entire organization the hedge funds themselves they're they're using our competitors um, in New York and they're just finding them wanting it's it's not working for them for
3: service quality cost cost
0: execution (coughs) the 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 way they're being treated um, and the restaurants on on the same side we consider New York to be a relatively easy market to penetrate just because we understand our, you know, right in the door, like, you realize you're losing money on every single order that you're currently doing. right? Um, do. yeah, and every restaurant like, yeah.
3: So, <laughs> this strikes me, just tell me if I'm right or wrong, of a couple of local entrepreneurs using technology to now take their businesses back from the big out-of-state, out-of-town, wherever they are, guys who came in and gouged them on fees. You're trying to take your business back by using the technology? Yes.
0: We want want those restaurants to get their consumers back.
3: Because ordering online is no longer a big deal. No,
0: it's common day.
3: You can do it anywhere, but we're
1: the hospitality business, right? Right. So this whole relationship is non-hospitable with some of the bigger players, the Seamless and the Grubhub. I can't communicate with my customer through either of those portals. With John's, there is a direct link. If they want to change their order, they have a problem with their order, if they need a refund, anything, if they love their order, they're communicating with us. I could never, nor could a client, get in touch with anyone at Seamless and Grubhub to say if they had a problem with something that they had today.
3: Never happened. I hope you guys do so well with this, and a lot of restaurant owners and business people do. And uh, it's very interesting that you're scaling pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, we're doing well.
3: Wow. That's nice to get that
0: response. Yeah, it is.
3: I hope this works for these business owners fighting back against the big guys. We'll let you know. I also found it interesting that it was one of their wives who suggested that <laughs> her husband call the other former competitor to become partners in this. Who we have next week, Deal? <laughs> so next week is... Ali Watch, founder, Reza
2: Chowdhury, who you never met, but you actually uses his content on his media publication, follows the tech industry here in New York. He's actually expanded uh, since into other markets, but he works remotely here in New York and follows this booming tech industry. We've seen it go from Silicon Valley right downtown outside of our studios. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting story next week because Reza is, you know, really blending the tech industry with the other industries that are impacted and really trying to help the the larger economy that the tech industry has touched in every aspect. So that's next week. Joe Connolly and I will talk to you then on the WCBS Small Business Spotlight Podcast.